So before we get to the sermon, um, Caleb Meyerhoff, who just played piano for us, that song, More Than Enough, um, you don't know the story about that. Caleb was at Montreat this summer, and it's a national gathering of youth. And the theme for the gathering was more than enough. And he sat down and in, I think, a couple of days, came up with that song to play for this gathering. So, give you a little context for the talent that's coming out of it. Would you pray with me? Loving God, open our hearts, open our minds, be in this place and help us to be in this place. We pray in Christ, Lord. We pray in Christ's name, Lord. Amen. The kingdom of heaven. Jesus talks about it more than he talks about anything else. In the, in the Gospel of Matthew alone, he mentions it more than 35 times. Luke, who prefers the language kingdom of God, mentions it almost as often. The kingdom of heaven is this. The kingdom of heaven is like that. Scholars agree that the kingdom of heaven is at the center of what Jesus is teaching. What they don't agree upon is what he meant by it. The most common answer, the one we, most of us probably grew up hearing some version of, is that the kingdom of heaven is, is another realm, another world where, where God lives, so to speak. And if we put our faith in Jesus, if we believe in him, then we will go to this place after we die. A little more hospitable version of the same answer, considering the five billion souls that are not Christian, is that we all, regardless of belief, eventually find our way back into the arms of God. It's a beautiful image. A second possibility is that the kingdom of heaven is not an alternate realm, but something that will unfold here on earth something we already see signs of and that will continue to grow as we learn to love one another and to live by the values that Jesus taught. Both of these are beautiful, hopeful visions and I hope they both turn out to be true. And if two, then why not a third? Because there is another admittedly less popular answer that I'd like to explore today. And that is that by kingdom of heaven, that maybe Jesus had in mind not an alternate place or an alternate future, but an alternate way of seeing the world that we are already in. There's a very interesting exchange in Luke 17 in which some Pharisees ask Jesus when this kingdom of heaven he keeps talking about is going to come. And Jesus says, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, 
nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. Now this word we translate as among in our new revised standard version is the Greek word entos, which can mean around or among. It can also mean within or inside. That's why some of you who grew up with the King James Version will remember hearing the kingdom of God is within you. Same word. Or my favorite, the New International Version, the kingdom of God is in your midst. But however we translate it, it seems clear enough that Jesus is not talking about some future reality, but rather something right here under our noses if we had eyes to see it. In the 12th chapter of Mark's gospel, we find another very interesting exchange. Jesus is talking with a scribe about what the most important commandment is, and the scribe is saying that it's more important to love God with all of your heart and all of your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself than all the burnt offerings in the temple. And quote, When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. So since I don't think Jesus meant he was about to die, we can assume that he's talking about something very different than the kingdom of heaven we grew up with. I'm reading a book called The Wisdom Jesus by Cynthia Bourgeau. She's an Episcopal priest and a teacher in contemplative Christianity. And instead of Jesus coming to save us in exchange for believing in him, she argues that Jesus came to save us in a different way, by opening our eyes and our hearts to a deeper reality that she thinks he calls the kingdom of heaven. So, let's say for a moment that the kingdom of heaven is in our midst. The question then is, how do we see it? And I suspect there are many paths, but one that I've been experimenting with is to spend less time in my head center, and more time in my heart center. Let me explain that a little bit. In the contemplative Christian tradition, the heart isn't something um, gushy and romantic. It's the center of our spiritual wisdom, spiritual seeing. We could almost think of it as it's having its own brain. It sees the world differently. The way it sees it is as a whole, undivided, connected, because the heart center sees through the lens of love. Our brains are wondrous things, but they have a particular way of seeing the world, of making sense of things. They tend to understand by difference. They judge good from bad. 
right from wrong, in from out, safe from threatening. They divide, separate, group, categorize. They're amazing. They can be a little obsessive. According to research done at Stanford, we have on average about 60,000 thoughts a day. And about 90% of them are repetitive. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm getting a little tired of my mind running the show all the time. It tells the same stories over and over. It complains a lot. And it seems to take pleasure in pointing out my own faults to me. So my spiritual practice this day, these days, has been to pay much less attention to it. And instead, I, I, I drop down, and I mean this kind of literally, I drop down my attention into my heart area because the world looks different from there. Without the mind buzzing around so much, the world looks simpler and more alive, more, more present and more beautiful. Jesus told the scribe that loving the world with all of our hearts brings us closer to the kingdom of heaven. And I wonder if that's the key to quiet our minds and open our hearts. To not spend so much time protecting and defending and worrying about how we're doing all the time and just fall in love with the world. A few weeks ago, my family was on vacation in Florida, and my, my wife Laura and I were, were talking about all of this. We were sitting on the beach right by the ocean at the time, and there was just to our right this dad and his son playing. The son was maybe eight or nine years old. And I said to Laura, when I look at them with my mind's eye, what I see is really mostly a series of, of judgments and comparisons. I think about the dad and I wonder, you know, was I as that engaged with my kids when I was little? I notice the boy who's he's overweight and I feel some judgment passing there maybe. I, I like the boy's laugh. I, I think the dad's too loud. I, on and on and on, right? This is what we do, right? This is life, right? And I said to Laura, but when I stop paying attention to all that comparing and critiquing and I drop down into my heart and I just see them, I, they're so beautiful and they're so tender. This father and his son laughing and playing, it's, it's precious. It's so precious. And in that moment of telling Laura, I'm, I'm actually, I start crying at, the, at, at it all. And I look over, and Laura's crying too. Because now she's seeing them through the eye of her heart. You see the difference? And it's just such an ordinary moment, isn't it? 
right? It's so ordinary. It's nothing. It's nothing. And from my mind's eye, it's so insignificant and unimportant. In fact, looking back, I, I think, what was that moment on the beach? I, I guess it wasn't very important. The mind can't see it. That's okay. I even question using this as an example today because, you know, surely if I'm talking about the kingdom of God in our midst, I should use a more glorious example of it, right? But isn't that the point? It's all glorious. All of it. That moment and all moments, this moment is shot through with holiness. Even the hard times, even the, the ugliest times, they're still so tender and precious. And to see it, maybe we need to spend less time thinking about the world and more time just loving the world. Could it really be true? Could it really be, be that Jesus really meant that it's right here in front of you? Listen. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven, it's like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of seeds. But it grows into a great tree and the birds make nests in it. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven, it's like a treasure hidden in a field. But the person who finds it, in their joy, they sell everything else they had. And they buy that field. May we have eyes to see and ears to hear.